Hi, and welcome to Only the Avatar. An Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch podcast. I'm Veda. And I'm Christina, and you're listening to Season 3, Episode 10, The Day of Black Sun, The Invasion, Part Part 1. Such a good episode. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. This is such a good episode. But before we go in, Veda, how's your week been? Honestly, it's been pretty good. It's been very social. We're kind of in a heat wave right now. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I actually haven't had any intellectual thoughts. I haven't watched anything. <laughs> I haven't really read anything. I think I haven't really thought about anything. And that's just so weird. Like, I think that's I don't know why. But I think it's just because I've like been so busy in other ways, whether it's mm-hmm. like, being physical or like I've just been very social and I feel like all of my social conversations too I feel like we haven't talked about anything serious or intellectual like we've legit just been shooting the shit and maybe that's just the energy right now like maybe that's the the summer energy of just like it's like hot girl summer and Uh, I feel like the winter is time for introspection but the summer is not basically yeah Um, that's true I think also just because you are doing more things, you don't have time to think about a lot of stuff, I guess, you know, because you're out and about. It's so different than when we were in COVID, when we were like just inside with our thoughts and things like that. Yeah, but it's sometimes I'm like, I I was like, do you ever get a craving to be like, I need, I should pick up a book. You know, like if you Mm -hmm. ever eat a lot of junk and you're like, man, I should really eat a vegetable. Like you get. Yeah. Like in, um. That's a line in um, this musical I love, title of show, that I keep telling mm-hmm. Vita to, to listen watch. to. Listen. But they, they talk about, uh, it's like donuts for dinner. Like, you think it's a great idea, but it really isn't filling at all, you know? so Your body and mind are always seeking balance, right? So since I've mm-hmm. been having a lot of fun, I think I need a week of just kind of like reading, making art, doing some other errands, mm-hmm. not consuming. I've been, I feel like I've been like, eating a lot and drinking a lot and being out and about and I need I need a break I don't want to consume anything good for you that's a great <laughs> idea a little detox a little detox only nice. for a week you know because I'm coming back and I have friends visiting and they one of the people hasn't ever been to New York so whenever you're taking like tourists around I feel mm-hmm. like it ends up it ends up being a uh busy weekend with them but I'm excited to see them and the summer is just flying by I know I can't believe it yeah so it was great to see you this past weekend uh, because it was was my birthday Uh, it was fun to you know be out with friends and we went to brunch in you know lower Manhattan it was just cool to be like wow I haven't been here in so long I haven't gone out with a group of people like that big of a group of people in a while. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy to see so many people that I'm friends with in one it place was so at the fun. same time. <laughs> it was so fun. It really so, was. So, you know, it's like our friend Katrinka always used to say the summer's social season and mm-hmm. that's what it definitely feels like right now. And, you know, just it's, it's good, but it's just happened so quick that I think my body is still being like, what are you doing? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, and I noticed, like, I just don't have the social stamina I used to have before COVID. And I think it's also not just COVID of, like, just not doing anything. It's also, like, we're getting older and, you know, going out a lot is taking a toll on my body. (laughs) But, like, okay, I watched The Real Housewives of New York. Those women are, like, 65, and they party harder than I did in my 20s. And they... (laughs) How are they like this? I'm like, they're never hungover. They're never sweaty. They they literally well, like TV. And also they probably have so much money that like, you know, for me, I'm just like, oh, I'm spending too much money. I have to stop. And also they probably have like liquid IVs of like people coming to the house. You know what I mean? Because they go to on all them. these girls trips and then they're doing yoga in the morning after a night of like drinking copious amount of yeah. wine and booze. So I don't know. I, I can't drink anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. Um, Do you want to get into the episode? Yeah, let's do it. So um, this is obviously the part one of the Day of Black Sun, and this focuses really a lot on the invasion. And we see the gang reunited with some old friends. It was great to see people from all over, people from the Water Tribes, people from the Earth Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially it was great to see Katara and Sokka reunite with their dad, um, and that was just beautiful to see them all together. Um, and all of them come together and they're preparing to invade the Fire Nation. It's so fun to see all these people from old episodes. So yeah. it's just like, oh, a callback, right? Like we saw the Swamp People. We saw the Inventor. We even saw Haru. And you we see- saw the Boulder. It was great yeah. to see like how they all kind of had um, – at one point, the gang was kind of fighting each person, like the inventor, the swamp people, mm-hmm. and the boulder. But now they're working together against a common enemy. So it's nice to see that. Mm-hmm. And I really like the idea that like they shaped all these people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So we learn about the invasion and the plan is to take over the Fire Nation and it's in three parts. The first is a water invasion, then a land invasion, and the third part is a special role for Aang who will go to the Fire Nation palace on his own and confront Ozai. The eclipse is only eight minutes, so this army needs to use the power of the eclipse during the most important part of the battle, so they need to set up so they are Mm -hmm. in a position of... of, um, power yeah um and it's really great to see even just Sokka's maturity in this episode um he really becomes a leader within this episode at first you know he's a little flimsy when he's talking about the invasion but he's gained throughout the episode a lot of confidence and maturity with the help of the gang Mm -hmm. um and another thing that I loved seeing was Aang going for that kiss with Katara oh my god it was, so cute. it was so cute and just seeing Katara blush the way she mm-hmm. did oh, team Katang um, and the the biggest part of the episode too was just seeing the battle mm-hmm. um, you see that the gang and their crew their little crew are able to actually push back the fire nation and they were looked so successful I was so impressed with how they planned this yeah, it was great. It was great to see them falling back. It, cause we'll get into it later, but I didn't just seeing the technology and the amount of people the Fire Nation had versus little crew. I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to beat them, but they were able to push them back, which is great. Mm-hmm. But the one caveat is that Aang, you know, on his special mission to find Ozai, 
is run into a rough patch. No one is, from the Fire Nation is in the actual town and there's no one in the palace. And Aang is getting really frustrated. He's like, where is o- Ozai? Where can he find him? And, and it's then, so hard because they can't communicate with each other. Like, Yeah, there's, they, there's no walkie-talkies. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, how do they do this? I guess they would like shoot flares and stuff in the old days like yeah it's crazy and then also not only are we talking about just the gang we also need to talk about some key members of the fire nation we have uncle iroh who's in prison and you know he has something very much up his sleeves and it looks like zuko is going to make a very big decision and Mm -hmm. i wonder what it'll be i know This is a great episode, and the battle scenes are so well animated and choreographed. Mm -hmm. I love how it was put together, and it's just like it creates a real energy, starting with um, Sok and Katara's dad's speech about like, oh, we're all together, we're going to win this war, and seeing the technology and like how they've been planning this and all working together, it is you're like, wow, this is actually huge. Also seeing yeah. the number of people. But do you have a favorite battle scene from a movie? Because this, watching this, I automatically thought of Lord of the Rings. So it was really funny because when I was watching it, when they're first trying to breach into the um, Fire Nation and they have this wall, but it's a wall of fire, that reminds me a lot of the Battle of the Blackwater in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. where there's literally like a wall of fire in the ocean. And I was like, oh, maybe this is Game of Thrones of Fire. I'm like, no, this came out first. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there are a lot of great battle scenes in Game of Thrones but overall I love this battle scene I think it's my favorite one because I think it's also the biggest one it was really cool to see the elements of yeah it's the the elements of just the water tribe versus the fire nation of like that just one on one warfare but I also love seeing Hugh from the swamp you know waterbender swamp bender use the seaweed use the seaweed as a monster because that's very much like in a foreign world of like you have this giant that's fighting with you and helping you and is a great force so um, yeah. overall I really loved the battle and I just thought that uh, Katara was such a badass throughout the entire episode uh, I just loved how everyone was able to work together um, same yeah. the Hugh using the uh, seaweed as like his monster power I love that and it really reminded me of the Ents in um, Lord of the Rings like all those mm-hmm. trees and like how nature <laughs> is also involved in the fight yeah, that's and true. everybody using the elements that they have right like yeah I um, mean, it is Avatar the last airbender water earth fire air <laughs> yeah so it's it's cool to see that I also really like the idea of the submarines um that's just yeah. such a smart thing. And again, it's like a callback to World War II because submarines played such a large role in the war, you know? Yeah. And they even like are kind of developed a little bit like the submarines during like World War II or pre like basically pre Cold War where um, the inventor basically says we have limited like oxygen and things like that. And that's mm-hmm. that's something that was true about the submarines um, during World War II. There was limited oxygen as well. So um I also love that he that like the mentor was like, oh, Sokka, great job thinking of this. But your your um, designs are a little hard to decipher. And it's like literally <laughs> just stick figures. I love that. I thought that was so funny. Um, and I loved like Appa's helmet. Um, Agreed. So great. cool. And also Toph 
like when she saw the other earthbenders, right? Like that was such a nice moment because at first she was like, oh, are you here to fight with us again? And then like the boulder and the hippo are like, we no longer fight for entertainment. We fight for the kingdom. I I thought that was a great line. Yeah, I thought that was also great that Sokka, like clearly Sokka was like, let me figure out who we need to invite to this, right? Mm -hmm. So in Sokka, and it was clear Toph did not know that these people were coming. Um, so it was nice that Sokka thought of them. Like, hey, let's just reach out to them. Let's see what they'll say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, mm-hmm. okay, the biggest, um, my favorite person that showed up was obviously Haru. Um, why did oh they randomly God. give him a mustache? Like, I'm just so he's confused. he's grown now? He's grown? He's a real man? <laughs> I'm just like, it just seems so random to give this, like, very minuscule character, like, a mustache. And everyone's like, wait, what? You know? <laughs> referenced it like when Sokka's going over the plan for battle and he fumbles the talk and he feels ill-prepared I was sweating like that it's like when you're giving the team a presentation and you're so nervous and you start blabbing but yeah. when he's like let's start from the beginning and he literally <laughs> was ice and then Haru got a mustache and it's so funny um I'm not gonna lie though like I uh, seeing Haru and Katara together and I'm like mm, I'm a little bit team Karu, uh, Hatara. I, mean, chemi- I think they have good chemistry. The chemistry is there, and Haru looks a lot manlier. So I think it's just easier to ship them in a way, just because like yeah. aesthetically they look good. But you know, I think I'm kind of, I think I'm like Katang. Like I never yeah, I really mean, was. But- yeah, I am always Team Katang first and foremost. But this is how I tear it. It's Katang, um, K- Haru, and Katara. Karu. Mm-hmm. And then all the way at the bottom is Zutara. Like, I'm not a fan of Zutara. Yeah, it's not good. But, like, if she ended up with Haru, I'd be happy for her. But I'm happy that she's with Aang. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I also really like the humor that they threw into this episode. It's such such Mm -hmm. a random episode to be as funny as it is. (laughs) They actually try. They do a lot tone-wise, right? Like, we have this huge battle. We also Mm -hmm. have, like, the cast older members of the cast ensemble coming back. We Mm -hmm. also have like growth for Sokka. We have Sokka's dad getting injured. We have like all these So much tension right before the start of the battle too. It was very Um, tense. And then you have moments where Aang is like eating from a snack compartment in his new glider. Or you have Appa in his crazy, (laughs) crazy battle gear. Or like him with its little like water helmet. (laughs) Like when he's like in the sun, when he's in the water, and you're like, "Wow, I can't believe they did that." <laughs> but where is Momo? You know what? You're right. I don't know where Momo like, is. Does he have uh, armor? Like, probably where is- not. I know that. I guess in, maybe like, they're in the sub. I guess, or maybe he's saying, "Momo, you're not going to be helpful. Like, stay here with the sheep." But I feel like Momo no, has I proven himself it. to be. Yeah, he's proven himself to be very useful in battle. So yeah. I don't know. Okay, so let's jump into Iroh and this guard who is nice to him, Ming. And like, I actually like their little vibe. Like, I like that she brought him more rice or was giving him special, special teas. And I think it's just like Iroh knows something's going on when he gives her that warning to go home. Yeah. No. Uh, do you know who voiced Ming? Who? It's like crazy. Who's the voice of Ming? You would never guess it. Oh wait, who is it? Serena Williams. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's so random. It's Does so she do random. voice acting? I guess I think that's probably the one voice acting. I wonder how that's happened. Like, I 
like it's so random but it's so cool at the same time i need to re-listen to it to see if i her voice sounded familiar when i was listening to it too and i'm like that has to be someone i looked it up it's serena williams it's so random that's so random what do you think would have happened though if uh ming decided to stay that day what do you think would have happened she would be dead <laughs> R.I.P. I warned you. Uh, yep. I f- feel like he would have tried to kick everyone's ass and then he'd be like, Ming, run away, run away. <laughs> That's what she would have done. But it's nice that he gave he told her to do that so it didn't give her the choice of like which side to, to use. Yeah. And I really like that element that they included Ming. Um, because it showcases that they're starting to build this up for like, you know, that series finale of like there are good people in the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just, you, like, Zuko and Iroh. It's random people. Yeah, you can't help the government that you're born into. Yeah, you really can't. You know, you have to just try to be a good person because some of us dislike our governments. Oh, hey, like us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, like, you know what, Corey? Yeah. Um, you know what I really enjoyed a lot about this episode was the use what? of, like, sound and music. Like, I thought, mm-hmm. like, the, the music right before or, like, the – the sounds right before they're like about to go into battle like the it's just like so chilling you know so tense it leading does up into it it was great and it also really does just, build up the tension it really does and then even when everyone is you know changing into their like original garb because mm-hmm. you know guitar like the gang was in fire nation garb and, and when you see ang like in his attire of his like of his airbending attire and he shaved his head and he stands up and you hear that you know, oh, classic chills. Avatar music. It's so it chills. I was like, oh, he's ready to fight. He's ready to do I this. Know. I loved it. I loved seeing that. I, um, that little sheep that comes out while Aang is standing <laughs> on the rock, though. I'm like, this is so cute. I want that as a print. Like, oh my gosh, that would like, be cute. I bet you there has to be one somewhere. I need to try to find one. I'm like, that is so cute. It really is. Um, there, there were just so. This is such a great episode, and it was really like, even though so much is happening, it showcases like it's kind of like a Sokka character development episode. It really as well. is because, it like, really you know, is. at first he's really scared to like talk in front of everyone, and I feel for him in that because, like, there have been so many times where I'm like, I've done all this work, and I want to showcase it to everyone what I've done, and you mm-hmm. just fumble, and you're like, oh, I can, I can walk the walk, but I can't talk the talk. So I really feel for him because I feel like that mm-hmm. all the time. But it's but nice he- that the gang is so nice to him and like encouraging him, and even. Even the inventor being like, oh, don't like, you know, he's shooting himself down with the submarines saying like, oh, the inventor actually did it. But the inventor is like, no, but it was your idea, Sokka. Like, be proud of that. I I thought that was really cool. And Sokka does step up like towards the end where he puts on his bear helmet and his dad is injured and they're just like, "Okay, we need someone to lead them up the volcano. And he's like, I'll do it. He gains confidence, comes into his own and he's like, get into formation. And they do. And they go up. The, ma- uh, the volcano and I was so proud of him and it was like also another really sweet thing in this episode is that all the characters I think said that they were proud of each other I just thought that was so sweet and loving and like how they all acknowledge each other's growth as well mm-hmm. like this was a real episode showing maturity I know people complain about Aang not being mature but Aang is mature like he's funny and silly and goofy but mm-hmm. he's matured so much already like to this I episode know. He he's had a, to. He's a, he's a man. I know. 
How did you feel like watching that episode? I know he, I believe it's him and Katara talking, or maybe it's him and Sokka um, having that kind of heart to heart. You know, Aang says something really sweet of the of the sense mm-hmm. of like, that presentation wasn't your shining moment. It's mm-hmm. out on the battlefield. That's your shining moment. I thought that was sweet. But then at one point, Sokka's like, how are you so confident? And Aang is like, I have to be. I have to defeat the Fire Lord. It's the only choice. I've let too many people yeah. down. Like, how... How did you feel knowing what you know that happens in this episode? It, for me, it was heartbreaking. It's, it's painful. It it's is. It's painful. It, and it's also like, you know, like the best laid plans. Like you can mm-hmm. plan and plan, but there's always an element that you don't know. But it's just also like, wow, Aang's grown so he much. Really has. Like not running away, facing things. Uh, and then, oh, also, I forgot to mention, like, the little reminder that he can't get into the Avatar state that they that had was earlier that they, in the episode. Yeah, because we don't talk about that a lot. And I don't think I realized that truly, like, the first time I watched it or the second time I watched it mm-hmm. until he said that in that episode. Where he's like, I can't enter the Avatar state. And you're like, wait. But what? also it's like. But wait, that's, that's kind of weird. Because if you think about it, remember in the episode about the Fire Lord and the Avatar? Mm -hmm. And Roku is like, I must show you this journey. But doesn't he have to go into the Avatar state for that? I don't know. Can he? I think he can enter the spirit world without being in the Avatar state, right? Like, it's only the seventh chakra that's blocked. Yeah, but remember in that episode, he's like kind of like sitting and it looks like he's going to the bathroom. And then Sokka is like, there are no bathrooms in in but he, the spirit world. That's like know. a thing. We I don't should, know. I don't know. We, ha- we might have to look that up. because mm, That's a little fishy. Right? right? That's what's up. Come on. I'm going to reach out to the co-creators. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Zuko. What are your thoughts on his letter writing and him praying to his mom, like saying goodbye, asking? I thought you know the the entire thing was very reminded me of the episode where we see the flashback of Zuko's mom leaving, you know, Mm -hmm. the palace. It's exactly she has the cape and everything, leaving the letter, and then you actually see before we saw the you know image of the mom. I was like, this has. This has mom vibes, like leaving you know, my mom vibes. Um, yeah. So I thought it was good. And I really liked that this was the moment where he's like, I made my decision. I got to go. Because the episode before, he had everything he wanted, but still felt off. So it makes sense that this is the moment where he's like, I have to leave this. This can't be happening for me mm-hmm. right now. Oh, so I really gosh, liked it. It's really heartbreaking to me, though. Like, I, I'm, again, happy for Zuko for understanding himself and, like, going through that. Mm-hmm. But, man, like... He's had a rough go of it. He really you know, has. You know, there's like a TikTok sound that's like, I've been working, I've been working for 19 years, and now it's time for me to shake my ass on a yacht. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that is what I feel Zuko deserves. Like this poor child has had just too much trauma. Like, wow, that intergenerational trauma, you know, like following his mom leaving in the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he talks to the women in his life, you know, before, like, mm-hmm. he says, actually, other than his sister, he, he thinks of them as he's leaving. I don't know. It's just, it's just sad. It's really. It is sad, but it's the right decision for him. And it's better for totally. him to make that decision on his own with, instead of like him just listening to Iroh, like, yeah, 
you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Like, this is the moment he drinks. Yep. Um, but he's growing up. He's growing up. But the sad thing is, like, he is was he the last one in the palace? Because no one else was there. Um, yeah. Aang- where are they? <laughs> where is everyone? That was like when Aang says, Ozai, where are you? I felt that. I was like, I know. Oh. Especially because right before, you know, there's so much tension. You're like, there's no way that the gang is going to win because they're so outnumbered. They don't have the technology. And then you hear one guy say, the Fire Nation is falling back. You're like, yeah, yeah. we're going to win this thing. And then boop, no one's there. Like, it's oh, just like, man, it's so close. It was so close. And I felt, you know, just just the way they animated Aang's face as he walks mm-hmm. in and he just sees how empty it, the palace is and he walks up and there's no one sitting there. And I can, you can imagine the deadly quiet, right? Mm-hmm. As like, he's going up and you're like, what the hell? And then you mm-hmm. can imagine him if he had a walkie talkie or a cell phone. You know, that's a moment you really like. needed a walkie-talkie. <laughs> like there, I think there's like something out there. Like it's probably a blog post saying like every single episode of Friends would have been solved if they had cell phones. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this is like the same scenario of like they would have called in and been like, "No one's here. Like fall back. Let's get out of here. Let's get thing. out. Something's going on. Something bad's gonna happen." If only the inventor created that invention. I know. Would, you know. Um, yeah, it's I think it was a perfect episode. I'm really excited for part two and just leaving it in this cliffhanger, the growth Mm -hmm. of Sokka, the growth of Zuko and seeing seeing how the team is working together and they have all these supporters now like Mm -hmm. it's it's very nerve wracking. But sometimes I'm like, I wish there was some more episodes in between these like big battles where we can hear about them figuring out the plan or like we can see them designing things like sometimes I want those details and I also Mm -hmm. like I guess Aang is meditating a lot we know he wasn't sleeping so we know he does feel anxious but like how come he's not anxious about not getting to the avatar state like that's his secret weapon yeah or like the fact I guess he is stressed I think he kind of mentioned that maybe a little bit in the last episode where he's like well I can't firebend I can't get in the avatar yeah 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 um, a little bit, but it is nerve wracking. Like, what? Right? I think he knows though that like he can't go. He's choosing Katara over the Avatar state because I think he made mm-hmm. that choice. You know what I mean? So I think he's okay with it, especially because of that kiss. I know, I Stevie. Was like, oh, it was so cute, and then just Stevie. seeing like yeah, Katara like going red and like Sokka being like, "What's going on?" and she can't even answer. Like, it's cute to see that they really she cute. really likes him back. It's so cute. Love the episode. So excited for part two. I know. Yeah. It'll be a good one. I'll be like stressed, but I know what happens. I'm going to be stressed too, even though I do know what happens. But like, man, the season three is just so good. It's so, it's my favorite season, like without a doubt. It's like three, two, one. It's so good. It's so good. Actually, three, one, two, but three is definitely the best one. And I think my, I like three, two, one. I think that's mine. Yeah, I think um, the second half of this, because I guess this is the kind of like the halfway point yeah. in season three. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big, like, like this is like a huge episode. And even like the whole idea of like, we're all together. The gang's all here, yeah, it's, you know? it's a culmination of like yeah. everything we've worked for. And that's what I love that in the beginning where we really see all that's happened. 
Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, and no. they add ideas of like summaries, right? With Sokka giving a summary and then seeing <laughs> the past, the past, like someone from every season there, you know? So, yeah, and it was cool. Like, I was surprised they were able to get so many people, like, like mm-hmm. everyone from the Water Tribe. And then even like, did you notice there was like a woman swamp vendor? I was like, whoa. Oh, what? I didn't really? even see. Yeah, she was like moving the, the submarine at one point. Oh, cool. We didn't even get to meet that's her. So <laughs> that's so cool. For some reason, in my mind, I was like, "There's only three people in this swamp." <laughs> <laughs> Man, sometimes I'm like, "Swamp ending seems cool." Oh, also, I love that line where they're like, "The guy's like, uh, pants are an illusion, so is death." Yeah, that- he says some- yeah, he says something like that uh, before. Like, time is a- is an illusion, just like death, or something like that. In a past episode, I was like, "Oh, that's so funny." This is a really great uh, line. That is a great line to put in your LinkedIn bio. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, I'm kidding. Maybe your dating profile. You can be yeah. like, like, do you know where this is from? Um, and then another. I like that. Um, Sock and Katara's father were also just like. Are you sure these guys are like legit? Some of these people look a little crazy. And then comes the swamp vendors, like with their like leaves covering themselves. I'm kind of into their their energy. I like the swamp vendors. Yeah, I liked them all. But this was what would you rate this episode if you had to give a rating? Oh, five. But I'm. It's hard to do it because I know this is a two parter. But I thought it would just be easier to do part one and part two. Yeah, but no, totally. I think overall. Both episodes are five, but standalone, this is a five because it's like a perfect build up to the next part. Yeah, it's so much like it's action packed. It's funny. It's still character development for Sokka. We yeah. were learning more about Zuko and he's making this huge choice. It, obviously, it moves the plot forward. So course, I'm giving this great. a five out of five. It's so, so good. It's so good. Um, cool. Yeah, so please join us next week for the next part of this episode. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Remember to like and subscribe and and follow us on Instagram. Follow us, share. Please, we're almost done. Thank you for joining us on this journey. On this journey. All right, bye, guys. (laughs) Bye.